What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting edition of Issues Wrestling. I'm Christopher Miles, and this week, Jared and I have a little fun topic because it's Labor Day, school's back in session, and we figured why not talk about wrestling schools and wrestling training and what it takes to be a trainer and a trainee in this sport that we all love so much. Joining us this week is one of the head trainers from St. Louis's premier wrestling program. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Mike Outlaw. Mike, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, TJ? Not much, man. So I, I, I got to ask you, mm-hmm. where in your wrestling journey did you decide, hey, I want to give back, I want to be a trainer and get these new guys going? Uh, Very early on, I'll say. I'll say like back when I started, I kind of was in a position where I was training people like as I was still like trained because like, I got into a position where there's people when they when they start training and they start having matches, they eventually um, stop training. You know what I mean? They just do matches every so often or whatnot, hit the road and try to do matches. I just I just never kind of like I was in a position where I never stopped training. I never stopped going to training. And then a while after a while, I became like the most tenured person at the school. (laughs) It just looked I looked up and next thing you know, I was. I was the trainer around, <laughs> which is also good for me because as a trainer, you learn, you learn. It, it it also helps improve my game as well. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ask this too. You know, football, basketball, baseball, hockey—they practice their whole careers. You go to practice for every game, every season. How much should wrestlers be practicing training during their actual careers? You think? I say. Um, until you until you get to where until you get to the level that you want to be at is a, okay. I would say is is the correct answer which is like I'm not at the level I want to be at I've been wrestling for 10 years I want to wrestle till I get on till I'm on TV mm-hmm. wrestling every weekend so I'm going to continue to keep training until I get to that level all right so I'm going to bring in two guys now that you know pretty well yeah. they are one of the hottest new tag teams on the St. Louis independent wrestling scene so when, Scott Stanley, Jake Bosch, the new guys. Hey, guys, how you doing? How's it going, sir? Good. Good, how's it going? Outstanding. So I'm going to ask you guys this next question about wrestling schools. When you were looking, what were you looking for, or were you, like, laser-focused on the fours? Like, I got to get there. Scott, you go. Yeah, so I was living in Texas because I'm currently in the military. So I was down there. Uh, about central west texas so i didn't have a school near me so i would go to uh gcw shows new texas pro shows stuff like that and i would just talk to wrestlers after the show about good places to train uh, around the country and i got word that i was going to be stationed at scott air force base so i instantly started looking at schools around st louis so the shows i was going to around texas uh, I was asking wrestlers like Lee Moriarty, uh, at the time, Roxy, uh, Daniel Garcia, guys like them who were still on the indies, uh, starting to make a name for themselves on AEW television, uh, where they would recommend for me to go in St. Louis. And every every one of them said The Forge. And like Warhorse, Mike Outlaw, Camaro Jackson, they all name dropped them specifically. All right. Jake, what do you think? Were you, fo- were you focused in or were you... What were you looking for? Well, I actually grew up, uh, I was a big hockey guy. So I played uh, hockey for 15 years. And this last season, I got knocked out. And I was like, 
college was the plan, but I kind of decided to deviate from that and go straight to wrestling. And so uh, I went to an anarchy show about a year ago, and I met Camaro Jackson there. And he was like, yeah, we got a school down at the, uh, called The Forge. Or at the time, it was a team A, but now it's The Forge. And I, the hockey season ended, and I gave him a DM and came on down. See, Jake, you got to see my hockey jersey collection sometime. I think you'd like it a lot. I've got all the blues and all the defunct teams. So, I mean, there you oh, go. Yeah. So, so my this guy right here. Oh, yeah. I, I have a Whalers, and I have the gray and the, and the green. So, Ooh. So, Mike, yeah, Mike, I'll ask you this. What does a wrestling school look for in a student? Coachability. Coachability is the main thing. Is number one. I won't say the main thing because there's different elements. But for me, it's coachability. It's, it's, um, if I'm teaching on Tuesday, when we come back Thursday, do I have to reteach the same thing over and over? I get refreshing, but if, if, if I have to reteach it and it's pretty much the same class as Tuesday as it was Thursday, then that's kind of like you're you're kind of slowing down the class. So like that's the main thing that I look for is coachability. People that um work hard, people that keep their ears open, um, their mouth shut. Not not all the time. Like like don't don't talk like you know everything, but like keep your ears open and be willing to listen and learn. Um, and improvements, which also comes with coachability. Okay, Jared, do you have anything you want to add to that, or any questions you want to ask our gentleman here? You know, I definitely agree with Mike Outlaw of what he said about being able to be, like, having an open mind definitely and being coachable is definitely a key factor in what most trainers and schools should look for in a student, you know? Okay. So, uh, new guys, I'll ask both of you this. What really thought, like you say, you know, Jake, you're an athlete, and Scott, you're in the military. Thank you for your service. But where, where do you think, where, where do you think, you guys decided? Yeah, I want to be a wrestler. I've got what it takes. Jake, start with you. Um, honestly, I just like after watching the Anarchy show, I saw them doing like some athletic stuff, and I was like, I've been doing athletic stuff my whole life, and I really loved wrestling growing up. Like me and my dad kind of bonded over it, mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, I just really want to give it a shot, and. Mm-hmm. I couldn't know if I couldn't do it until I tried. Scott? Honestly, I had never really thought about it until AEW came around just because of – I was always – I don't want to say small, but I was a skinny guy, five foot nine, And so I looked up to guys like Daniel Bryan at the time, and I saw how hard it was for him to get where he got. So for a long time, I never even thought of the idea of becoming a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And then I saw – indie promotions like GCW where it was just variety beyond variety of people and they're going around the world showing wrestling to not just uh, the middle of America or Texas or anything like that and then it was just it became a rabbit hole and I became obsessed uh, not just with WWE but everything wrestling and uh, then I got deployed and I got into weightlifting I started putting on size and I started thinking to myself I'm like I'm not an unathletic person and I feel like I was always good at at listening to instructions and I genuinely love wrestling mm-hmm. so I was like whenever I first get the opportunity I'm gonna jump at it and that's what I did and I didn't look back there you go so Mike before I ask the next question of you Andrew wants to know where can he sign up uh you can sign up it's on our website it's well I don't want to give you the wrong the wrong uh, domain. It's the Forge Wrestling STL.com, I believe. 
Uh-huh. If not, you can always message me for more details. Message me on uh, either Instagram, which is Certified Outlaw three one four, or Twitter, the real M underscore Outlaw, and then um, I'll give you more details and make sure you get the right domain and just uh-huh. sign up on the website. And here's the forge right here saying, talking to Andrew. We actually have a tryout camp coming up in a few weeks. One standout, one person to try out. We're in a free tuition for a full year. Head up now with theforgewrestling.com. So, yeah. Mike, the next question I have for you is, what is what is a, a single key factor? Is it more mental? Is it more physical when a student gets in there? Do they have to have both, or can you overcome one with the other? Um, You got to have it all. It's, it's okay. mental, it's physical. Um Especially like during the during like right now where it's hot outside, it's hot in there. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, there's and then like the physical thing, it's it's um there's different elements to that because you get in there. We start off, we do like rolls and stuff like that, run the ropes. There's footwork. There's uh there's taking bumps. There's the physicality of of getting hit and taking bumps and then like it, it's 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 like nothing else really. Yeah. And I can say that because, you know, Mike Outlaw and Camaro Jackson both were a huge part of my referee training. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 even for my level, it's not it's not easy. You know, I, I didn't have to do half the stuff these guys did, but it still was very physically taxing. Um, so what should a student do to prep? Like if you know you're going to that training facility, you're going to that tryout or that that first day, what should they do to get ahead? Um, make sure you are in good shape. Make sure you're in good shape. Um, go to the gym, you know, go to the gym, make sure there are, like, there's nothing like in ring cardio wrestling oh. in the ring, but like, um, making sure you're in the best shape, best shape as possible is a step in helping in the right direction. And, you know, even with, with what I do, I, I'm not nearly as physical as these guys, but I get blown mm. up sometimes. And, you know, I, I ride my bike for a living every single day. Mm. And we, that's not, nothing like being running around the ring. It's, there's there's nothing like ring shape. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Jared, do you have anything else, that, you know, any opinions you have on that or comments you want to add or questions you want to ask the gentleman? Um, a question that I had is typically what should a student expect? on day one of training day one of training will be um, the very basic fundamentals so for me you will do what um, what we do pretty much every day before class is like the pre-warm-up rolls and there's different type of rolls forward roll back roll quarter rolls um, things of that nature um, bumps it'll be a lot of bumps a lot of basic back bumps flip bumps uh things like that may get to running the ropes it's 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 a lot of that stuff that um over time your body gets accustomed to but starting off you're not (laughs) nobody's used to taking bumps nobody's used to falling back on their back you know what i mean so it is it is It is not a natural way to fall, the the wrestling way of falling so i mean scott was day one what you expected I would say so. I do a lot of preparing for anything that I do in life. So I was constantly YouTubing first day of school, first day of tryout, stuff like that. So I kind of knew and prepared for most of it. I would say the thing that shocked me the most was uh, we cut a promo at the end of it. And so it was just kind of like right off the dome, just whatever came to my heart. So 
Um, I would say that was probably the most shocking part. But other than that, like, like Coach Alwa was saying, like, just conditioning, like, really just they're, they're going to try to blow you up. You know what I mean? So. So, so Jake, did you expect what you got the day one or were you surprised or? Uh, I was pretty surprised because, like, I've, I mean, being, like, in hockey, I've mm-hmm. kind of become close to myself. Like, I never was that guy, that outgoing. Um, but how welcoming it was, I think that's what surprised me the most because, like, you expect to go into, like, a wrestling gym and everyone be all big and scary. But, like, everybody was super generous and, like, keeping up, like, getting me accustomed to the gym was very mm-hmm. friendly. Okay. So – Mike, I guess uh, the next thing I want to ask is, what's the best age to start, and is there a too old to start? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the best day for us would be uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays because yeah. those are fundamental days. That that is yeah. for like the day one students. Uh, definitely yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays. You're more than welcome to come down Mondays and Wednesdays to watch, and like it's always best to be in a wrestling environment, especially when you're starting off and you're always learning, no matter what, whether you're in the ring outside by the ring, listening to people who's been doing it for a while. But the best days will be Tuesdays and Thursdays. There isn't, I will I, I will say, there is probably not a too old to start, but you also have to, like, the older you are, the better you have to take care of your body. And you yeah. have to be real and, like, have you been taking care of your body? You think your body can handle and measure up to what we're going to do. So what's the best age to start? Are we talking about just post-high school or – uh, probably post high school. Probably, I would say, um, I mean, I would say 18, 18 to 21, where your body's like developed, fully developing. You know what I mean? There's, there's people that start when they're young, they're 16, 14. Um, we don't, I don't, I don't think we're really doing that right now. I would say, make I, my thing is, I would say, focus on school first. Get through yes. high school first. Get through that's 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 before being arrested. Get through high school first. So that's why I would say probably eighteen to twenty one is like the best age to start. Okay. And you know, just in the time that, that we worked together, I saw at least a handful of people that came a day or two and then we never saw them again. Mm-hmm. Was there everyone that you were you were like surprised that like you thought, Oh, there's no way they're coming back and then boom, they're there the next day and the day uh-huh. after and the day after. <laughs> Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No no name and names, but it's like, oh they're not coming back. I know oh they're back. Okay. Uh yeah. Oh man, there was a guy like surprisingly, I will I will I will say this for him because he had so much heart. This was like our second trial, man. This guy he did a bunch of squats and like we had him run the stairs up and down 20 times. Um we did like the promo thing where everybody had to get in the ring afterwards and mm-hmm. he like struggled to get in the ring and then he like fell down. He cut his promo sitting down and he had to like he struggled going down the stairs and he like fell really hard afterwards on the concrete outside. Like, man, you'll never see that guy again. He came back like a month later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like like that was pretty cool. He didn't stick around, but he at least came back. Yeah, he and yeah. gave and gave it another shot, and he did pretty decent for the okay. time he was around. And that's right, what Jared. I'm looking for people like people that 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 just just give their all. They give their all, and like just give their all, and they don't quit. They at least try, try a hundred percent. 
Okay, so uh, you know, I'll ask uh, Jake this next question. Do you have to be a fan to be a wrestling student, or does this help? I think it helps a lot, but okay. I don't think you necessarily have to be. Okay. Because I've learned a lot about wrestling from being involved, and like I had no idea that the independent scene was as big as it was before I started. Before I started, I figured like one or two maybe. No, there's mm -hmm. hundreds across many different places, and mm -hmm. it's bigger than I could have ever imagined. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not all just the two companies, three companies you see on TV, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, so Scott, what do you think? Do you have to be a fan, or is, does it help? Or Definitely don't have to be a fan. Like, uh, I did the tryout last year, and uh, one of the participants that was with me, she literally had just gone to the student showcase the night before, and that was her first time ever seeing wrestling. And then she came to the tryout the next night and killed it. So... It's it's one of those things where it definitely helps. I feel like it helps like picking up on mm -hmm. in-ring stuff a lot quicker. But some people are just naturals. Like you, you see a lot of these guys in, in NXT and a lot of these women in NXT, most of them have never watched wrestling. Like they learn it right then and there. It's really just like Coach Alo was saying, like if you're coachable, if you listen, basically. So, Mike, on that note, what do you think? Does it help to be a fan? Does it, do you have, do you, should you be a fan for you to step in, or will natural athletics um, take I over? I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think it. I don't think you have to be a fan to start, mm -hmm. but I think it absolutely helps. It absolutely helps because once you get to, um, like, physical physical stuff is one thing. You, you know, you can train your body to be an athlete for different things, and and it crossovers well for wrestling. But like. No, there's certain things that just watching wrestling for years that like it picks up easier because you're a fan and like you you watch it and you don't even know why it's like that but once you explain it to a trainee who's a fan it just clicks very quick so uh, before, watched it. before we get to our next actual question i'll ask this when when i trained with you we had homework assignments we had to watch certain matches and are we still doing that or is that gone by the wayside they're still doing that okay they're that's good that. that's yeah. that's good wish we should be doing that mm -hmm. So, uh, Jared, you want to go ahead with our next question for our panel here? Um, typically, how long does it take until a worker starts doing shows? Self-paced. It's, it's like it's what you put in is what you get out. Um, usually, typically, it takes between six months to a year, um, which surprisingly, these two guys in, that's in here, I don't even think it's taking them six months, and that's because they're down there consistently. I don't think Jake. When did you when did you start training? Uh, Mid April. April, so May, June, July, August. We're we're yeah. in the fifth. We're in the fifth month from him, and he's doing podcasts. You know, he's doing yeah. shows. He's make, he's making waves. You know, so and and I know it hasn't been a year for uh, Scott as well. Uh -huh. So and that's because they bust their ass. Uh, if you come in there once a week and. And, um, you know, and, and you don't put in the work, you, you're going to be there a while, you know? Okay. Now, is, is there a certain point where you set someone aside and say, hey, I'm really not sure working shows is for you. Let's find something else for you. Or do you let them work until they decide that? No, they don't work shows until. Oh, I, I know what I'm saying. It's like mm -hmm. if it gets to a point where you see it's not going to happen. Do, do, are, are you like, hey, do you talk to them or do you let them keep working? What's crazy is it, mm -hmm. it doesn't, like, if they stick around long enough, mm -hmm. eventually it gets to the point where it make, they make a breakthrough. You know what I mean? There's There's been guys where 
it feels like they're stagnant, but then they eventually make that breakthrough and they make a big leap, and then they start kind of getting it. Before, like there, there's guys that that stick that that'll be around, and then they just disappear. Those are the guys that don't never have matches. But long uh-huh. as you stick around and and tough it out, eventually, you know what I mean. Whether it's six months, whether it's a year, whether it's two years, like eventually the progress of of reps on reps on reps and making progress. Eventually, those guys do have matches. Okay. So have you seen someone who wanted to be a wrestler, but after cutting promos or getting the ring, you thought they were better suited for a different role? Yes. Okay. And did yeah. you work with them or did you like, hey, this this is what I think you should be doing? Um, we like we as we would talk to them, but mm-hmm. then like it's ultimately their decision. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's ultimately their decision. And if they want to stick to being a wrestler, we will stick to training them as a wrestler, mm-hmm. you know. But they have to. We have to be realistic with them, and also tell them to be kind of realistic with themselves. That you have to put in the work. There right. is still work to be done. So uh, Chris Coleman wants to shout out you guys, outlaw new guys. So hey. exclamation points. So he has to say. And then wow. Josh, yeah, Josh Summers says this is great information for someone who wants to get in the ring. So he thanks you guys for that. Mm-hmm. So outlaw, the next question I have is, what are some things that you really can't learn until you work a show? Like you could do all the training stuff in the in the world that you want until you step through that curtain to a live audience. You don't know anything or don't know this. Um, timing is a big thing. Timing okay. is a is a big one uh, because we can do practice matches down there at the school, which we do quite a bit of like practice uh-huh. matches and running practice spots and stuff like that. But you you don't really like like feeling that timing of when to do this or how to do this or how long it takes to do this or how quick i should do this you don't really feel it until you get into in front of a crowd because watch watching wrestling in, like wrestling in front of your peers is probably more intimidating than watching in front of wrestling in yeah. front of a, a, a paid audience you know what i mean because you know i i will say like when i i reffed one of the tryout camps you guys had and i was actually a bit more nervous doing that uh-huh. than i was doing shows at like delmar hall on the pageant because it was yeah. like okay these are people that know that they know these yes. aren't just fans. Right. So, so Scott, Jake, you've both worked shows now. What have you learned that you like it? What, what light went off when you had those live matches? Scott, start with you. Honestly, I, I really think the light is still going off. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it should, it should forever. Right. I mean, we've, we've really only had five matches as a team or four matches as a team. So we're still kind of getting into a groove of what we want to do as a tag team and both of us combined have had three singles matches. So we're still learning how to be singles competitors as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's like a light that has gone off, but more so of each time we go out there, we try to fix one thing at a time. That way, like each time we go out, it's going to be at least a little better than the previous time. Even if the previous time was good in other people's uh, eyes or standards, it's not good to us. We are extremely competitive. So we see all the flaws in our matches and we see everything that we want to pick apart. And that's why we we're down at the forge so much. Like we, we just, we want to get better. That way we can put on a great show for fans who p- pay money to come and see us. We don't want to waste their time. Okay. Jake, what do you think? What, what, what's been your aha moment since having some matches? 
I think the aha moment is like entertaining because like at the end of the day, it's making people happy. It's like making them making it worth their money. And okay. um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think like entrances, entrance stuff has always been tough. Uh, at, at the beginning, it's like, what are you gonna do? When mm-hmm. you first go out. And I know, like my first match, the power went out. So like, there's no music, there's no nothing. And so, I was there. Hi guys, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no planning for that one. So, but you know what? I, think, I, I will say that, that was a good experience for you because everything mm-hmm. that can go wrong did go wrong that yeah. night, and we still made it work. You know? Oh yeah. No. So you can't plan for that one for sure. Yeah. So you guys, both of you, have built out in your short careers a pretty good little social media following. Uh, you know, I, I love the videos you guys make. We talked about earlier, you guys dancing on the fountain here over in Columbia at Russell Max. Previous to the internet age, wrestling schools were a bit cloak and dagger. You had to know someone to get into one or you had to hear word of mouth. But now they, you know, they're, they're out there on social media. So for you guys... What what is the social media impact going to be on your careers? How much do you guys think you're going to use your social media to bump your careers up and your training? So, Jake, go ahead. Honestly, I think we love social media because, like, we grew up. I mean, we're younger. We grew up with yeah. it. So, like, we watched people make – I mean, I, I know I grew up, like, the Phase guys. I watched them as a kid on YouTube, and I take a lot of inspiration from, like, their skits and, like, the fun stuff they did to just entertain people. And I think, why can't we do that in wrestling? And have okay. a great time doing yeah. it because Scott will text me. He'll be like, I just got a new idea. And I'm like, oh, let's do it. I mean, we just have a ton of them in the back burner just waiting. So, All right. Scott, what say you? Social media impact on your career so far? I mean, I think it's massive. I think that's why we've had the success we've had so early on because, I mean, at the end of the day, we are doing stuff that's different than everyone else because if you go on social media now, most people are just saying, I'm going to beat you you stand no chance. Whereas we, you know, we're building montages to uh, Beastie Boys, you know, like not a lot of people are doing stuff like that right now. And I think that's what kind of spreads us apart from a lot of people. Okay. Who, who gets credit for the idea for the Polaroid camera? Who gets credit for that? I was definitely Jake. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant stuff. Cause when, when you take that picture with that kid and that kid gets that picture, you're his favorite wrestler forever. Yeah. Yep. So, not, so. not only, not only that, <laughs> Not only that, but at WrestleMax, that was our first time there uh, the other week. Mm-hmm. And we take a picture with one kid. You know, they're usually pretty reluctant because they don't know who we are. Mm-hmm. But by the end, by the end of our match, you know, hopefully we did good enough. And a group of kids runs up and wants that next picture. So it's 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 huge. Yeah. yeah. So Mike, so I'll ask you that this basically the same question is wrestling schools it was word of mouth. It was all that. How much has social media helped the forge grow and how do you guys use it to get people to come in? Um, kind of like word of mouth, but on the internet, which travels much faster than word of mouth because there's a simple retweet, simple mm-hmm. share, you know? So like you get it up there and like instantly hundreds of people have seen it already. So it's just, it's easy it's easier to get it out there for promotion and stuff like that. Easier to access. You don't know, like, I guess back in the day, I guess you had to figure out how to even contact these people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, it's, it's just some, it's easier. It's easier all around for people yeah. trying to, trying I mean, to join yeah. in for us as well. The, the first school I went to, I just asked a guy at a show. It's like, where do you guys train? It was some dingy mm-hmm. bar in a small town in Missouri. So, I mean. <laughs> it was it was weird. So, uh, Jared, why don't you go ahead with our next question for the panel? You know, uh, 
What is, uh, so I know you guys talked about how uh, conditioning is very important part of a workout, but aside from conditioning, what is a typical trainee focus on the most in the gym? Cardio, strength, what, what, what are we looking for, the, like the, our target area? Um, I would say, I would say, I mean, cardio over I don't want to say it. I don't. I, I was like, as of as of like starting off, you know what I mean? Like, because you don't want to blow up. You need to be strong as well. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Don't don't. I don't want to downplay that. You need to be strong because because we're we're trusting we're trusting each other with our body. You know what I mean? You're picking somebody up. You don't want to drop them on their neck. So you need to be strong, but also you need to have that cardio. They go hand in hand. You need to have that cardio because if you're eight minutes into match and you're tired and you no matter how strong you are, you can't get them up because you're so tired. Then you, you drop them on their neck anyway. Um, they go hand in hand. Um, I go to the gym. I lift and I do cardio every single time I go to the gym. Yeah. I mean, I'll admit I'm not in the best shape I used to be, but I still, when I go to the gym, I do a circuit and then I'll do half an hour, and 45 minutes of cardio because Ain't nothing can replace cardio, but mm-hmm. Scott, what, what's a workout for you look like? So a typical workout, I'm, act, I'm actually going after this. Um, I do 30 minutes on the Stairmaster, and then I get a lift in, so that's usually about uh, a quick lift for me is a, around an hour, 45 to two hours long. And then after that, I'll hit a quick ab workout that way, you know, because in wrestling, th- this is a big thing I didn't know. Uh, you need a strong core. Oh, so yeah. if, if you're not working on your core, then you're going to be behind. Like cardio is one, obviously, but I would say core is like a close second to, to cardio. All right. Jake, what about you? What's, what's a workout for you look like? Uh, I do a lot of like strength and conditioning, or I guess more strength emphasis, but um, mm-hmm. I do push pull legs. So like I do chest and try on one day and then the next day is back and by and then legs and then I'll take a day off. Um, but then all three of those, all three of those days that I lift, I do abs and then I'll either do two, uh, five minute rope running at like about 75% okay. or I'll do 15 on the Stairmaster. So, so Mike, do you give them workouts ever, or is it pretty much on the road? I, I don't because, uh, the strength and conditioning coaches Camaro. So like, okay. I'm pretty sure they have their own workouts as well, but like we have a strength and conditioning class. Mm-hmm. where they i think they do like team workouts before the advanced classes and then once and they're doing it now while it's super hot eventually once uh once the weather kind of calms down a bit they're going to get back to the rigorous strength and conditioning classes where you got them running all over the place and <laughs> whatnot so so uh scott have you noticed a, a difference in the cardio needs for like a singles match versus a tag match yet or are you still working that out um not for me is, is most honestly yeah. like because whenever you're tagging, whenever you're on the apron, you should be as energetic as you mm-hmm. are in the ring. So, Slapping the clap in the corner. You know, yeah, like getting the crowd it, into it. You shouldn't just be standing there. So at the end of the day, like you're moving the entire match, just the same as a singles match, or you should be at least. So um, for me, it's not a whole lot different. So it's really just keeping that keeping that pace and not going too fast and blowing up too quickly. Jake, you notice any difference? Uh, honestly, I think in tag wrestling, being mm-hmm. on the apron, I mean, I'm still going to be energetic, but I'm a very conscious breather. Is like that's my way of like not blowing up. 
I learned that a long time ago playing hockey. And so, like, when I'm on the apron, I have a lot more time to just breathe and regather my breath. And so it definitely helps to have that little break, breaking period on the mm -hmm. side. Okay. So, Jared, do you have any other questions for our guests before we uh, let them pimp themselves out before we get out of here? Um, so after a match, do you think it's more – do you think it's important for you guys to review that match and learn it yourselves before going to your trainers and getting their feedback? Or do you think it's more important the other way around, going to them first than you looking over it? Scott? I mean, for me, I watch all my matches multiple times, and then I get – my coach's um, thoughts on it, and then I watch it again. So I don't think there's ever a time when I'm not watching it, but that, that I mean, that doesn't work for everyone. Some people, they don't want to watch their work unless they're with their coach. So it's different for everyone. Okay. Jake? I think me personally, like, I'm still trying to train my mind to be a wrestling mind, and so I definitely want to watch it first, figure yeah. out what I think was wrong, what I think was good, then I go to a coach, and if my if my views are lining up, then I know I'm in the right ballpark. Okay. But I definitely think that taking it to a coach is a necessity for me just because I might be teaching myself something wrong. Okay, so, Mike, obviously you're not there because if they were there, they'd come to you right away. But in a, in a show where you're not there, should they watch the match back first or should they have you watch it first and get input before they uh, – absolutely absolutely watch it first without me okay. if i'm not there or even if i am there like if i'm there more than likely i'm watching it live yeah so um i agree 100 with jake because i want them to watch it and i want them to see what like see where their mind how their mind is working like like to see what did they catch on to the little things that i thought they did wrong or you know what i mean see what their mind is thinking and and see how their mind is improving and lining up with the things that i'm teaching if that makes okay. sense okay that makes sense. All right. So, Jared, if you have anything else, I think we're going to get our goodbyes and get out of here. Do you got anything else? Uh, not. No. Okay. So, before we get out of here, Mike, why don't you tell us about this tryout camp the Forge has coming up? The tryout camp um, is down at the Forge Utopia mm -hmm. Studios. It is August 20th, I believe. Mm -hmm. I believe it's August 20th. It is, um, it is that Thursday. That September Thursday, 20th. September, yeah. Uh, is it 20th <laughs> or 21st? See, I don't even have these details. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all on the Forge STL it's Wrestling. On, it's all on the website, and it's all on the um, the Twitter account. It's all yeah. on the Instagram. It's September 21st or the 20th. It's one or the other. Yeah. The Trial Camp, we will be picking one participant from the Trial Camp to get a, a four-year scholarship, a free training with us. All right. Um, also, I want to put over some other things. Also, on top of that, before that, we have a Gary J seminar. I was going to mention that. The Sunday before, Gary J seminar. That is for um, people who have already trained of all type of levels. Even if you haven't had a match, come down, um, learn from Gary J. Um, if you're already doing matches, you can still learn from Gary J. And there will be one participant from that seminar that will be picked to wrestle Gary J on our student show. Okay. which our food show is the day before the trial. Okay. Uh, so, Mike, why don't you go and throw your socials out if we can find your merch anywhere. Go and throw that out, too. Okay, my socials, my Instagram, Certified Outlaw 314, mm -hmm. and my Twitter is the real underscore M Outlaw. Um, as far as my merch, you just have to catch me at a show. As of now, I don't have any official website. Link hey, that's all right. 
All right, right. so Mike, yeah, we're going to go ahead and say goodnight, and thank you so much for coming up, and we're going to finish up with the new guys. So, Mike, thanks for coming out, man. Thanks for having me. I'm out. All right. All right, new guys, where can we find you at? Scott, start with you. So I'm at Scott Stanley PW Mm -hmm. on X, which used to be Twitter. It's still Twitter. Yeah, it's still (laughs) Twitter. Uh, Instagram, you can find me on TikTok as well. And uh, also at the new guys, uh, PW, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Okay. So, Scott, thanks so much. Hey, we'll see you at that, uh, that Forge Student Showcase, okay? Absolutely. All right. Jake, what do you got for us? Socials? Anything you want to pimp out? Yeah, definitely check me out on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Jake Bosch, just like it's spelled there, but just uh, remove that space. Um, and the new guys, PW, on both. Keep, okay. uh, keep an eye out for more skits because they're on the way. And they are hilarious, I will say. You guys are doing great with those. All right, Jake, yes, thanks thank so much you. for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank All you right. for having me. No problem. So, Jared, what'd you think? Was a fun talk with Outlaw and the uh, new guys? Absolutely. You know, it's always interesting to learn about the training. And, you know, we were lucky to talk to Mike Outlaw, who is a trainer at the Forge, and the new guys who are training at the Forge. Yes, getting both sides of the equation, trainer and trainee. So, uh, Jared... I heard that you might have a new t-shirt available. Is that true? I think I do, you know. It's on Pro Wrestling Tees. It's right here on our store, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Christopher Miles, where you can find this shirt with my mug on it. You can find Jared's (laughs) new shirt, The Residential Heel. You can find Bald Refs are the Best Refs. You can find Pro Wrestling Save My Life. You can find the Entertainment 70 Sports Media logo which we are a proud member of entertain 70 sports media where our passion is our profession you could find just the regular christopher miles logo t-shirt but i really think just like josh summers says you should go buy that residential heel jared t-shirt because it looks fantastic and and if you buy it before tomorrow 20 percent off at proselingtees.com for september 4th so get on that go buy it now so uh jared where are we going to see you coming up in the next few weeks uh, in the next few weeks, you can mainly find me at PWE October 7th at the Franklin Lodge. I will try to pop up uh, at the, I'll, hey, I'll, you can find me everywhere pretty much. <laughs> find, an, find an independent wrestling show in St. Louis. There's a chance Jared might be there, right? Yeah. Right. But where can we find the heel Christopher Miles? Well, the neutral down the middle Christopher Miles, you can find him at Glory Pro, Fear of the Dark, September 24th at South Broadway Athletic Club. You can find him at, again, Bittersweet Lockdown, Alton, Illinois, October 7th uh, for PWE, Pro Wrestling Epic. Glory Pro again at the Gateway Convention Center in Collinsville, Illinois, Sunday, uh, October the 15th. WrestleMax, Misery Business, Columbia Turner Hall. It's a matinee show earlier in the day, 1 o'clock, on October 29th. And then, double shot of Pro Wrestling Epic, Brownstown, Illinois, November 3rd. And the St. Louis debut of Pro Wrestling Epic, Ours is the Fury, Concordia Turner's, November 4th, in St. Louis. I'm the busy boy. Come see me. I'm I'm all these places. And, of course, like we said, buy the T-shirts. So... (laughs) So, Jared, thanks so much for joining us again this week. 
You're a vital part of this team. So for Jared Shannon, I'm Christopher Miles, and we've got issues with wrestling.